Chapter 13 Wrapping Paper No, we're not there yet. How many days are left? You can't unwrap it yet. Not yet. Be patient. It's coming. Don't peek. Let's pick up another memory. Unwrap that one. Shake it up. See what we might find. Soho, London, 1967 Come on, let me open them. Crowley drawled, draped upside down on the couch like dry cleaning. His voice is thick with wine. His words rolling out like a red carpet, inviting Aziraphale in. Tell me a story, tell me something to keep me warm. Let me tell you one too. Crowley tries not to reach out, tries not to put his sharp bones near the wrapped gifts under the tree. He'll tear them all open with a razor hip bone, he'll shred them all with his ice-pick ankles. No, Crowley never goes near the gifts, even the few with his name on them, written in a flowing, careful hand with a black pen. To Crowley, they say. He doesn't even pick them up to shake them, to hear how they rattle around, to feel how much they weigh. No, he can be patient. He'll wreck nothing, not this time. Aziraphale blinks, a brandy-warm smile on his wide mouth. No, it's not time yet, dear boy. Have some patience, will you? It's never time. Crowley arches a brow, reaching blindly for the wine bottle. It's somewhere on the table, somewhere near his booze-dipped hands. He'll find it eventually. You just want to torture me. Well, Aziraphale smirks, that is an added bonus, yes. Crowley rolls his eyes and looks out over the back room of the shop. Red ribbon wrapped around the columns and velvet bows strung up on the tables. A carved reindeer sits on the small mantel. Tinsel glitters against the low lamps. In front of them, a child's Christmas in Wales is laid out, Dylan Thomas reminding Crowley of a nostalgia for a childhood he had never had. Consider the curl of family, the warmth of an open door, a remembered name. Someone reaching out to you, beloved and warm, calling you across the cold December. Come in, come in before you get cold. It's nice, though. Blame the wine, blame his clumsy mouth. He should have wrapped his tongue up better, sealed himself off. Pardon? Aziraphale looks doubtfully around, a puff of pride in his spine. His white brows draw together, digging a furrow between them. A ripple in the water, a wrinkle in a page. Crowley wants to reach out, smooth it away. He should know better. Don't touch, don't tear, don't ruin things. Things stay wrapped for a reason. Crowley clears his half-choked throat. Something feels caught in it. Useless. He's choking on something that isn't even his. Just, you know, all this stuff. 
a little bit of heaven on earth, Aziraphale murmurs, sipping his brandy. Heaven? What the... Crowley scrambles up, writing himself. He leans forward, his elbows on his knees, a black-shadowed cliffside. Crowley, pale-skinned and not good enough, wrapped up in a black jacket. His red hair left long, tied back like a ribbon. Crowley, wrapped up and left over. The last gift at a white elephant party. Something wrapped up and regifted. Crowley knows that gift-giving is a reciprocal action. He doesn't reach for the table, doesn't try to ask for what he wants. He'd have to give himself up, wait to be picked, to be torn open, to be seen and found out. Don't open me. You won't like what you find. Aziraphale watches him. The blue copper eyes watching him, something shifting through them as quick as a river moves. Those square hands are tight on his snifter, the amber-coloured brandy, smooth in the glass, coating the sides as Aziraphale brings the glass to his mouth. Drinks and drinks. There is red on his cheeks, a confession of his own drunkenness. Crowley finds himself staring at the shift from cream shirt to tartan bow tie to his wheatfield skin. He finds himself inhaling the pale hair like an addict in a cloud of smoke. See the bone-white beard starting on the chin, the cheek, the jaw. If I kissed you, you'd rub my skin raw. I'd be red-faced after. I would feel it for hours. You'd burn where your skin was against mine. When I left you and left for my own home, my own bed, I would take you with me. You would tear my skin up, tear it open. I wouldn't be the same. Look, there's an eyelash on Aziraphale's cheek. Crowley moves without checking in with himself first. His hands get there before his mind does, his narrow fingers reaching out to wipe the eyelash off. It sits on his index finger, long and obvious, pointed out between them. A dark eyelash. Nothing and too much. Make a wish, Crowley says. He tries to sound insouciant and teasing. The sardonic edge doesn't quite show up on time. It stands him up in his own voice, leaving him to sound very naked. Make a wish, a Christmas wish, an anything wish. Make the world different, remake it as you like it, anything you want. Aziraphale swallows, not looking up. Trained on this piece of himself on Crowley's hand. I have, he says quietly. Silence stretches between them. Oh. Crowley swallows, his mouth dry and strange. What do you even say? Why did I say that? Why did I do that? What the fuck have I done? I'm sorry I'm too much. I'm sorry I'm impatient. You told me to slow down and I'm always full throttle. He starts to pull his hand away. 
Aziraphale reaches around his wrist. An angel at the gate, holding him back. Don't leave. Wait, I need to... He murmurs and then leans down, blowing the eyelash off of Crowley's finger with an easy breath. Crowley is very still. His spine like ice. How'd it go? We'll have to wait, my dear, Aziraphale says, looking up and catching Crowley's own eyes. There is a smile. There is a slight dance at the Adam's apple of his sturdy throat. We'll have to wait and see. No, it's not time yet. Be patient. Don't try to open anything too early. All good things come in good time.